The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to Talking Backwards. I am Dave Jackson. I am joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Hello. Today we have finally reached the season finale of season one. Yes. Let me paint a fi- picture for you. Please. Please paint me a picture, Tyler. May 23rd. Yes. 1990. Remember it vividly. Tyler was one year old. Tyler one year turns old. one his birthday. year old. <laughs> and that's the day. <laughs> That this episode Saw this aired. episode, shit his diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Full on blowout. Even. Shocking reveals. He hasn't seen this episode since his birthday. The hangiest of cliffhangers. His one year birthday. My, my his first, first birthday. birthday. <laughs> my one year birthday. <laughs> and that's fair because there are easily five to six jutting ledges that people are hanging from on a cliff by the end of this episode. For real. For real. Yeah. We, are, we are told in the description of the episode that there is a conclusion to the investigation of Laura Palmer's murder. A ter- also, a also, terrifying conclusion. I will a say that conclusion. ABC, I think, was maybe promoting it as such. And this is a lie. So it is a bit, uh, yeah, it was definitely a bait and switch. Because I don't know who actually thought when you get to the moment where they make an arrest that that's the person that <laughs> killed Laura Palmer. Right, yeah, there's definitely no twist coming I didn't that. have that thought. Yeah, also, with this series, it is a season finale, not the series finale. It's going to so go on. How are you going to come to the conclusion that it's all going to wrap up I assume, here? And I assume season two was announced prior to this. Right. It had to be like halfway through the season, they had to be like, we're picking up 22 more episodes next year. <laughs> like there was that news story that did some pretty heavy coverage on this. It's like people have been waiting anxiously for seven weeks for answers. Like, That's seven weeks. That sounds like torture. Nobody's yeah. ever waited longer than that for the reveal in a series. Come um, on, guys. I do want to point out before we really dive in that this is uh, this episode was written by Mark Frost. So just Mark Frost. Also directed by Mark Frost. Good note. I think that's important. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Strong note. <laughs> <laughs> might, might bring you back for the second season. Please. I'd like to be back. So uh, let's go ahead and start the episode. It's uh, also the only <laughs> it's only the only episode that Mark Frost directed in the entire Is it? series. Yes. That's Good weird. note. I mean, he's mainly a writer. I don't know that he's done much directing, um, but maybe he just saw the perfect vision for this, how he saw this episode going and thought, man, maybe, I'm the guy that needs to direct maybe this. Maybe this was his chance. And then he blew it and never got another chance. I don't think again. he blew it. I, I love this episode. I don't think he blew it. He had a yearning in his heart to open an episode with a shot of fake palm trees. Okay. Let's talk about that. It started. The episode started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't fooling anybody. <laughs> Not one bit. And it's, then sure enough, it didn't. <laughs> I said to myself as I was watching the episode, like, palm trees. 
but not real ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fake ones. There is island music playing, and we just pan across this, what seems more like a mural yeah. than a view of palm trees, and we're not wrong. And uh, this is Dr. Jacoby's office. He's the guy with the Hawaii fetish, and so mm-hmm. he has his whole place decked out in these island themes and tropical tree murals. He's got a nice collection of tiki umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Just like Donna and James do when they actually come into the office, I would just be directionless walking into this mess. Yeah. It's just a lot to take in. Yeah. Also, they've never been here before. Yes. Which, that makes sense. That's fair. But Donna's like, where do we start? Everywhere. I I don't know. Then James just like doesn't even respond, just looks at this drawer and then immediately is like, well, maybe this is something. Yeah. No shit. Literally that. Anything could be anything. You've never been here and you have no idea what you're looking for. He looks like somebody, doesn't doesn't he? (laughs) I just had that thought too. (laughs) I was just thinking that. That could be a thing. Oh my gosh. And it is. They they open this drawer and find a box that's just full of umbrellas with notes attached to them. And I'm guessing those are just from Jacoby's places that he's been to, yeah. That must have had because what they dated way back, right? Like seventies, some of the dates on there were Mm -hmm. fairly we only get two. Oh, okay. Uh, one is... Uh, shoot, uh, exact dates, Dave. The Men... What is it? The Men. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the title of a play or something. 74. 74, the, I First Lay Eyes on Mimsy. But the one before that is one I can't recall. 1969. Men on the Moon, which sounds like, to me, a play or a movie. Well, 69. Yeah, I mean, that's when they landed on the, on the moon. Is that when they landed on the moon? Yeah. yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years ago this year. It was 50 years ago. I even bought the commemorative set of stamps. I have the whole collection. (laughs) I believe uh, there's this band you really like. They put out a song to commemorate uh, the moon landing. I believe you're referring to Variety Picnic. Oh, Variety Picnic. Yes, he's right. (laughs) And I I think, if I'm not mistaken, that single is available on Spotify. It is, it is. It's a cover of Savage Gardens to the Moon and Back. So you think if somebody were to Google or search Spotify for To the Moon and Back by Variety Picnic, they would likely find that single. Yep. Well, that's interesting to know. We'll throw a a link in. (laughs) We'll we'll drop a link in the description. (laughs) But yeah, they see these uh, weird umbrellas and James just remarks, weird. Yeah, everybody was thinking it, man. That was my thoughts on this whole season exactly that weird so donna spots a coconut somewhere in all this mess and it's like my little coconut that's it now she's a much better detective than james or at least just better at piecing together things she's heard against what she's seeing and, uh, well, like, james is this m- work. yeah james is sweet he's and a dumb. sweet boy and dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb i can only handle so much of sweet right now guys yeah being honest but inside the coconut is the half of the best friends necklace and the tape that they were there to find yep so they've got it really quickly yeah only looked two places but not before donna pressed a button and instantly was like, James! Oh, yeah, she screws she, up the music. She screwed up <laughs> She screwed up everything. No time passes between the time that she presses that button and yells out for help from yeah. James. I love that Jacoby has a, just a nice built-in stereo system in his office. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure the around the knob has, like, arrows. Like, you're supposed to turn yeah, it, but she's you can go pressing backwards. it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. fine. It works. I, I, I put it as to they're just nervous in the situation. The you know? actors. No, <laughs> the characters. <laughs> Nobody told me what to do with this prop. <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle was not trained. <laughs> buttons. <laughs> buttons. Buttons and knobs. Yeah. She missed that day. She missed the acting uh, camp. Well, James is a knob, so. <laughs> yeah. So she they missed, find a coconut. Yeah, she missed orientation. <laughs> they, they find the coconut and... Uh, 
get what they need from it and leave. And uh, Bobby watches them leave and makes himself a gun sound. He's so cool. Why did he stay? Why did he have to stay there? To make sure they left. He's been there for like not that long uh, two because halves he of an episode, he, one full episode. Well, <laughs> he's he been waiting. He put the bag in the gas tank and they went in and they were in there all of two minutes to find what they needed. That's true. So he was not there was very realistically long. more like a half hour. But still, like after he dropped it in there, why stick around for them to leave? Just I hear you. I don't know. So, Patrick, if you were Bobby in this scenario, what gun sound would you make? Pew, pew. Nice. I like that one. Tyler, what kind of gun sound would you make as you watch your target leave? I don't even know. I don't know that I would. I would go with a... should do a gun sound. I would go with, like, a cowboy rifle in the distance, in the mountains, in the background of a shot. Yeah. Like that. Oh, I like that. That's good. good. You have to chamber another round. That was good. That's pretty good. I, I I might do something like... Boom. Blam, idiot. You've got cocaine in your gas tank, stupid. (laughs) Oh, man. So Jacoby did not go to where he was directed from the phone call from last episode. He went straight to the gazebo that he saw in the videotape, Mm -hmm. which has to be the only gazebo in Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. It's a small, small, large town. town. He just goes, gazebo. (laughs) And ends up exactly there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sees the Maddie Laura and doesn't say or do anything, just waits in the bushes. He kind of walks slowly towards her, I guess, with sort of a confused, shocked face. (laughs) It it seems like he was in a a state mentally where if you had the opportunity to see Laura again, he would just jump at it. Yeah, he's seeing someone come back from the dead. This has to be just, you know, especially someone who he seemed to care very... (laughs) much a whole lot about and more so than probably you know any of his other patients and now you're seeing them in the flesh or what it seems to be yeah, so why I can would you imagine call out yeah. or take right, a step yeah, out yeah, of the yell bushes something yeah, yeah or, or run just towards. make yourself known yeah but before he can have a chance to do anything at all mm-hmm. no no not before he has a chance to do anything just while he's waiting sure he's had yeah yeah you're plenty right. of opportunity that's true that's true but yeah, he had all the chances in the world to yeah. make a sound or say hello before uh, getting clubbed so, into a heart attack by while a he was, figure. While he was contemplating having a chance <laughs> to do something. <laughs> it is, I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> it is unjustly stripped from him yeah. by um, a masked person with some sort of bludgeon who just starts going to town. Okay. Please. So this, please. I don't, obviously, I would assume this is the person that we saw the first person point of view at the end of the last episode. Yes, we that is implied. That, yes. Um. Is this the person that was in the woods when Leo was so glad you Mike said that. and Bobby? I'm so glad you said that. I think so. I okay. also think so. Because that is never I don't think it's yeah, I don't stated. think it's I don't think it's ever explicitly said, but I think a hundred percent. I believe in my heart yes. of hearts it's that person. I'm so glad you made that connection. Okay. Tyler. That's yeah. great. Woo! Great yeah, work for that. One point to me. <laughs> a plus. I definitely believe so. Yep. All right. So, yeah. And that goes back to like Great. what that was the more s- question. That was the second or third episode. Yeah. yeah. Which yes. which brings me the question. Uh, this immediately makes me wonder where the hell is Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. I, we haven't seen him since the funeral. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he was at the funeral and trying to hold then, Bobby he back. Was, he didn't have any. Like, no, he didn't have any. Lines. He didn't yeah. have anything significant to say. Yeah, he's just kind of vanished. Yeah. Not that he was. He ran I mean, off and I mean, with Donna's sister. Right. That's it. We did enjoy, it. well, we did enjoy hearing him yell 
Donna. Donna. <laughs> Probably the best Mike moment so far in the series. But yeah, he just he completely went he MIA. Had, he peaked. He peaked. He twin peaked. He twin oh, peaked. Yeah. Good I like God. That. I like that. Yeah, I think my favorite shot in the episode is right after Jacoby gets bludgeoned. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, get, he gets hit like five times. Yeah, but like yeah. Yeah. in well, the you, back. It's interesting too yeah. because Maddie was... sort of, Maddie Laura kind of turns as if she hears it. That You know, it's like she, or that she hears something going yeah, on. She does make a subtle like. It is not, not, not that subtle. far away. I know. She does turn. They, they make sure to show a shot of her turning but then before she can i guess think twice about it uh donna and james show up it's not like she witnesses the attack she just maybe hears something and doesn't again doesn't pursue it or call out or anything so he sees them jacoby sees them drive away as he's Mm -hmm. you know gasping gasping yells out laura or yells Mm -hmm. says something finally gasps out yeah And then flips over, and we get this crazy, crazy shot of the camera slowly going into his eyeball. (laughs) And that becomes... Looks like a hog to me. (laughs) That becomes a spinning roulette table. And what's with the the sound effects in that shot, too? It's just like... (laughs) It is. Is it it not supposed to be his heartbeat? That's. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's kind of what I I thought. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, man, what is this? Because it's not, it's not a typical heartbeat <laughs> sound. It's like, it's like these? a Foley artist who's suddenly told, make a heartbeat. They're just, uh, I didn't, I guess I didn't catch over here. Well, I didn't catch that it was steady like a heartbeat. It just seemed, well, it was, well, it's, it's he was having a heart attack. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. It was a cardiac He was being event. attacked by his own heart. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. Well, thanks. Nicely done. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> so we did the eye zoom to the roulette wheel. Uh, Coop is at Jock's blackjack table. At one-eyed jacks. Yep. Jock's trying to kind of have a wet off. Not one-eyed jocks. Yeah, not one-eyed jocks. No. But you're absolutely sure you want to hit again? Okay. The most unrealistic <laughs> hand of blackjack. We see that Jacques the dealer has a king in one other card. Meanwhile, Coop has a two, a five, a four, an ace, a three, an ace, a two. Or, yeah, the two is his last card he hits. And then he flips over his... His hidden card, and it's a three for a perfect 21. He's been hitting for a while on this Ridiculous. <laughs> That's, and it's not luck. Coop yeah. is definitely counting cards. I don't think you can count them to that. <laughs> 100% he's counting cards. Well, that's, cards in Twin that's Peaks. Mo- movie magic. <laughs> cards in Twin Peaks. They're all below 10. <laughs> you might be onto something. This isn't technically <laughs> Twin Peaks, though. Mm. It's true. Yeah. That is true. This might just be dumb luck. <laughs> Perfect. But he's he tries to kind of break Coop's stride with a, a lady, but he's too busy stacking paper to be bothered with pleasures of the flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He's on a mission. Uh, we get to Blackie in the office, and Coop's on the CCTV, but she's not even watching it. No. No. Like, no, it's just... Like, this I mean, is the guy to watch, and you are not paying attention. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. I guess not, but she would if she was watching this footage. But Audrey catches a peek and sees him clearly, and I and I imagine Audrey's thinking, "Oh, he's he's here to to save me. He got my note." When that's mm-hmm. clearly not the case at all. He has no idea that she's even there. <laughs> he has no idea that she's dressed like a turn of the century cabbage patch doll <laughs> with her frilly bloomers, <laughs> her no, pan- she- pantalon. But it's it's a weird outfit. But uh, I, I guess this is what the patrons of One Eye Jacks find enticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess because <laughs> Blackie's like, "Yeah, you look beautiful. You look ready. Pick a card." <laughs> I'm guessing the is, is the card like the gentleman she'll have for the night. 
I thought that was like their identity now. Yeah, I I guess so, because they kind of sew the card into her already enormous outfit. Yeah, Quasimodo just stands there and stitches it. Because when she picks picks the Queen of Diamonds and starts to pull it back, but Blackie grabs her hand, and it's almost like, is is Blackie the Queen of Diamonds? Are are they about to have a night together? Right, I swear, (laughs) I for a second had, I think I had that initial thought too, because mm-hmm. it's strange because they focus on that. It's like, yeah. are you just like really stoked on her pick or? I think that was it. <laughs> yeah, it might have just been that. Just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Queen of Diamonds, dude. You did it. Uh, I like that Coop Paul, uh, pulls Jacques away from the table to buy him a drink. And uh, when well, he first showed, we didn't I'm say he shows him. Yeah, well, he shows him the uh, chip with yeah, the yeah, piece yeah. missing. Right. Very important. It, I thought it was interesting that he decided to use evidence from. But the crime scene. Yeah, right when Jacques looks at it, his like eyes like open wide up for like not even a second. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that was just an accident through his acting, like a quick realization, but also mm-hmm. just like, oh wait, no, let me not, yeah. let me not show you that I realize what this is from. Right. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it was a cool character moment for sure, and uh, I I like that he. He drops the evidence in as his his Tip. play because oh. he's got his story in line already. Yeah, it's just like boom, like I know who I'm gonna be, I don't know what I'm gonna say. This is the bait. Gets him away from the table and again calls Leo a hump as he's talking to Jock. You low rent hump. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad this you came really back. Think up. Use a hump like Leo. <laughs> yep. It's perfect. I just really like it. I just I like the idea that everybody thinks Leo is a hump. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it's the one established thing in Twin Peaks is that Leo Johnson is a hump. We didn't know what the word was for it. We didn't know how to classify it. That's right. But we know for a fact now it needed from to multiple be, sources. Right, it needed to be confirmed one more time <laughs> from another from another person. We needed a second opinion, but we can confirm now <laughs> Leo Johnson is a hump. Oh, yes. Card carrying. Uh, Jacques finally has the slightest bit of an accent during this conversation. And I didn't even really catch much of it until... So Coop grinds him down for a little while, claiming that he's the money behind the whole Twin Peaks to Canada cocaine operation, that Leo works for him, and so by proxy, Jacques kind of works for him. Uh, He has $10,000 of the Bureau's money that he uses as leverage to uh, kind of use as a down payment for Jacques to do a job for him. And then once he has the trout on the line, as he calls him after that, uh, he gets him to explain what happened to the poker chip. And it was the bird. Yeah. Waldo was mostly responsible because apparently Laura likes to be tied up and while they were all drunk with her tied up he uh, Leo lets Waldo out of the cage he's immediately gravitated to Laura and starts biting at her and pecking on her mm-hmm. and she's screaming so he puts the poker chip in her mouth and says bite the bullet baby <laughs> baby bite, bite the, the bullet, bullet. <laughs> another so, uncomfortable shot very so well, yeah it's like zoom, yeah it zooms in on his mouth uh, his, his his sleazy mouth. <laughs> his, that's a great description. His yeah. sleazy mouth. Like There's something weird about Jack though, where he's just like he's he's goofy, mm-hmm. sort of. I don't know if lovable is the word, but he's just like he's when he's so happy, like talking about you know, and then he's just. But he's at the same time he's sleazy. Yeah. Well, and he's recounting this story to Coop like it's a a fun anecdote. Right. Like the fact that he got clubbed with a bottle by Leo. Yeah. And that's why they this had a like, fight. Like, that was funny just, to him. This is just another normal night yeah, in like, the life of Jacques. Yeah, like Renault. locker room, locker room talk. <laughs> it's like, this is really, really funny. 
and like gets to the part about Laura and like starts laughing as he's saying the bite the bullet stuff. Yeah. And Coop's just like, thanks for clearing that up. Yep. <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. And you can watch the fun come out of Jacques' face. He's like, yeah. <laughs> just, just me, huh? <laughs> I'm the only guy that liked that story, huh? Guess yep. he had to be there. It's a geography joke. <laughs> so, yeah, so he tells him to go to the plant in two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to meet him back in the States. Back and in then the he, States. Takes, mm-hmm. he takes a, he, or he drinks his entire beer, and there's a continuity error. Yeah, when, when he gets back, up, there's two full there's beers. There's two full, full beers sitting there, and there's not one. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really funny. Yep. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, so again, like I said, Coop says to Hawk, "We got a trout on the line." That's, a, he's a keeper. Yeah, it's a keeper. That's the first of many fishing puns we'll get this episode. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for no reason. Well, there's a reason. Well, it's the code. It's the language. It's the language of the town. The shot after that is just Audrey waiting around in her room. Yeah, I don't. I I couldn't hear what was happening because I feel like that shot was essentially kind of her realizing what she's getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With what's you can barely hear in the next room. Yeah, you, you can kind of hear through the wall that there's a man with one of the girls in one of the rooms, and they're clearly getting up to it. Yeah, and it's I think it's just kind of her hearing that, but it's very short, and we already know what this place is and what happens. Yeah, so maybe it is supposed to be. But for she her doesn't to, really know that. Yeah, it may be for her to have to realize that. Okay, that this is going to be dirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back to the Johnson household. Back to the Johnson household. The Shelly's gonna take this opportunity to wash her hair in the sink. In the in, sink. In the sink. Yeah, I I noted no shower with what looked like liquid Ajax. <laughs> I don't know. Real industrial strength stuff, yes. right? Like it must have been a while between hair washings because yeah. there's a lot of R and R to wash off or mm, double R. Double R. There's double, a lot of double R. R and R. Double. A lot of double R to wash off, but. She did it right. She got her towel. She got her Ajax. She got her gun. Shelly's got a gun. Perfect. Every time I wash my hair, I keep a gun in reach. Yes. Before Especially when towel. I do it in the sink. Yeah, pre-towel. Yeah. What, an emergency comes up, I'm going to go for the towel first. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> She's a veteran. Well, this did, to me, evoke imagery of uh, her and Bobby just kind of standing at the sink, throwing water on each other <laughs> from the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have to assume there's no shower. I guess I guess that's, that's they, what that's, that... That's how they showered? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was more about the hair washing than I thought we were going to talk about. Well, it leads up to... Um, <laughs> Shelly's uh, getting a little bit of the soap in her eyes, goes to reach for the towel. The towel gets slowly pulled away from her, and it's Leo who has... Snuck his way in. Snuck his way in, undetected. Which caught her sense. while she was she washing probably, her hair. Yeah, she couldn't hear her well. Had the water running, had her hair over her ears Leo's probably. not that lucky. He probably just happened to just walk in when she was doing I also that. feel like he knows his way around the house. It was <laughs> was able to get the drop on her. Sure, I don't know. but he couldn't find his shirt when she hit it. <laughs> so, all that aside, <laughs> Leo does catch Shelly in his death bag and tells her that she made him do this. You yeah. made me do this, Shelly. When she reaches for, like, she gets the shampoo in her eyes, but she's reaching for the towel. Like, like you know where the towel is. Just yeah. put your arm out and grab it. Yeah, just like you're, one like, scoop. Chasing it. You know, it's it's right next to the gun. Yeah. You know where it is. Just get your towel, girl. <laughs> Don't give Leo time to make this entrance. <laughs> but he's, like, pulling it away, like, teasing her. I don't yeah, know. he's toying, was, he's toying yeah. with her like a, a cat with a mouse. Really big cat. Really <laughs> little mouse. Perfect. I don't know where... 
Mr. Walken came from. Walken came from. <laughs> I'll edit that out. I'm, I'm so sorry. Here. No, please leave it. <laughs> we don't have the rights to walk in. <laughs> we'll get the walk-in rights, but we're not there yet. So, yeah, Leo snatches Shelly from the house, and that's that's mostly what that scene's about. So, yeah, we've got a, let's see, it's just Andy and Harry in the car waiting for Jacques yes. to show up. Correct. Mm-hmm. At the designated location. The plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trout's headed upstream, and uh, I don't believe he's going to be able to avoid the net, they say. I missed all of these fish jokes. Well, we're going to wait till that the was, big fish shows his fins before they make a move. Hawk that was saying that on the radio? Yeah. 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 So, uh, but before that, yeah, we, Andy, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's asking Andy about Lucy, mm-hmm. which, Tyler, you got the line? I don't have the whole line, but <laughs> Harry asks Andy about Lucy and has no response other than, as we say in the cop game, it's a cold trail. <laughs> that was a really good Andy. <laughs> don't think they say that. No, the they, do, they don't say that. <laughs> Nobody says that if you're a cop it's a or just a normal trail. living person. Have you been a cop? Uh, yeah. I think hikers say it. Yeah. Were you really a cop? No, heck no. <laughs> I was one for Halloween when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know more than I do then. <laughs> I, think, I think hikers say that, though. It's a cold in, trail. In the winter. <laughs> What about that trail? No, that's a cold trail. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jacques pulls up. Yeah, and I feel like they are parked way too far away to immediately turn on the siren <clears throat> and lights and just drive all the way over there. Like they should. I feel like they should have crept up and then turned the lights and siren on. But oh yeah, they gave him plenty of chance to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to turn tail. Yeah. And he was still too slow to do anything about it. I mean, they were already, like, way, they were way close, I think, by the time he tries to get into his car. Yeah, he does that kind of thing where you, like, you step to the left and look left. Yeah. Go, oh, no. You step to the right and look right. Oh, no. Yeah. And then that's all your options. Yeah. Turn like, around. Ah, ah, you got me. <laughs> tries to get in his car or reach in his car for something. Um, but uh, the the rest of the police force. We can assume a gun, maybe. I don't know. That's that's I what I would what think. He's for, yeah. yeah, he's he's going for something, but the rest of the police force finally shows up. Yeah, and besides, they're gonna show up for the main event and take down Jacques Renault. And this yeah. is where Fred. Did I get that right, Fred? Because when they're talking about Fred, like gets Jacques oh, yeah. and he grabs his gun. Deputy Fred. Okay, because yeah. the first time Fred? I watched it yeah. through, I was like, Jesus, we were still yeah, talking about Fred. Ed. Well, right. yeah, because there's, <laughs> yeah. everybody has <laughs> the double. Yeah, there's always two yeah. people with the same name. <laughs> Yeah, so I was confused about that because I didn't know if there was a, a deputy, Fred. Um, but I didn't remember Ed having a gun. You're right, because I heard that and I didn't think anything of it mm-hmm. because I already had a Fred in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I got, had Fred in the head. Yeah, classic case of head Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the worst case of head Freds I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, does somebody shout he has a gun, like Jacques has a gun? Well, Jacques able to kind of break free of the grip, it. gets the gun. And then does someone say it? Because there's that funny somebody shot. Yelled. There's a, yeah, it's, it's somebody, a very, somebody else gun. There's or, a very funny shot of Sheriff Truman doing the like, like, <laughs> like hides behind the door. But he, and he's like half smirking. It's real goofy. Yeah, it's a really goofy <laughs> shot. It's a split second, but every time I've seen it, it makes me laugh. The murder of Ronette Pulaski, the murder of Laura Palmer. Hurry, look out! 
Andy? Are you okay, Harry? Yeah. Better call that ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, look out. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's like half behind the door. Yeah. But a gunshot rings out, like as we heard. Jacques Renault falls into the car and starts to slide down. And the hero of the day stands triumphant. Yeah. Andy Andy's Brennan. Big moment. Mm-hmm. Andy's made the game winning shot. He has. The one shot that counts. Standing that's, proud. I think that's one of my favorite uh, pieces of continuity in the show with, you know, him clearly unable to shoot anything, mm-hmm. you know, several episodes ago to now being the actual <laughs> one who <laughs> saved the day. All that it's, practice at the range really paid it's off. It's poetic. It's great. Is Feels it? so stupid. <laughs> this, is a, this is a great moment for Andy. It is. So he's just kind of standing triumphantly. I feel like this is a great moment for the entire Twin Peaks Sheriff Department because, Mm -hmm. my gosh, what they finally did something. What a win for everyone. Like, how how proud do you think Sheriff Truman was just to walk up and give that, you know, the whole, like, you're you're arrested for the attempted murder of Ronette Pulaski and the murder of Laura Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what a win for the team. That one's going on the fridge. For sure. Oh, yeah. Pick that casing up, stick it on the fridge. Now we go back to the uh, Hayward household. The Hayward household, which I feel like this little group of junior detectives needs to... (laughs) These little super sleuths. Figure out a more private place to listen to this tape (laughs) instead of her dining room. (laughs) Okay, so her, her father... So Donna's dad, Doc Hayward, is on the phone in another room getting called away from the scene but hasn't left, is still on the phone. Right, because he has the, to go to handle Jacques. Yeah. He's got to go to the hospital. And while he's on the phone, Donna turns to James and Maddie and says, okay, it's all clear. No, it's not. No. There's somebody else in the house in earshot. Yeah. I don't, Go upstairs. Go to your freaking room. Go outside. The, Let, you don't have to. I'm pretty to sure. Listen to it in the car. Pretty sure Harriet's got the room tonight. <laughs> With Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe. There's a sock Why on the not? doorknob. Anybody else we haven't seen for a while? They're all in there. Johnny. Audrey. Johnny. <laughs> Audrey's brother. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> the Laura Tudor. Johnny's up there. Waldo's uh, in there. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry might, might as well be. I haven't seen him in a minute. Oh, Jerry. Um, and Hepa. 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 <laughs> Hippa. Hippa. I don't know. So anyway, they listen to this tape. This is where we find out uh, nothing we didn't already know about James. He is sweet and dumb. Sweet and dumb. But gosh, is he dumb. This dialogue. By the way, so James, I mean, he says he's cool with that, but he's it's, it's his tough act. He's, he's There's no way he's cool with I'm his glad murdered girlfriend saying he's sweet but dumb. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. <laughs> I think the verdict's still out. <laughs> yeah, Laura's on the tape, and uh, we get to hear a little bit more of the tape that Jacoby was listening to at the end of the episode where he pulls out of the coconut. And I was like, Remember I was telling you about my mystery man? I can't tell you his name. Then he wouldn't be a mystery man, but you might be history man. <laughs> Who wrote that? She's like a Mark flower Johnson. child with some of this language where she's like, doing this rhyme speak that she thinks is, I don't know what she thinks it is. I don't know why I do it. She's a high school poet. But she's 
also kind of talking like a beatnik on this tape. <laughs> like she's doing slam poetry. <laughs> He really lights my F-I-R-E, as in Red Corvette. As in Fire Walk With Me. <laughs> She's talking about Leo, yeah. right, here? She says That's, Leo specifically? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. No, she doesn't say She Leo. doesn't say it, but she says. Red Corvette. She doesn't say fire. She says he really lights my F-I-R-E, as in Red Corvette. Yeah. And the only Red Corvette driver we have is Leo. Yeah. yeah. So he's. So it's implied. Implicit, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Fire Red Corvette Leo is about to flame the mill with uh, Shelly inside. I need to know where Leo shops because that is one sweet duster. Okay, the duster's badass. <laughs> Let's just all agree on that. It's awesome. And Super we're not going to burn the duster. No. So no. let's move on. So no, he's got Shelly tied up inside, keeps telling her that she made him do this, that he that she broke his heart. You broke my heart. Sets a timer, as a villain is wont to do. Just your classic 80s, 90s egg timer. Yeah. Why would you not just... Well, I guess I have two theories on this, but it's like, one, Leo, you're stupid. Just burn it down. Yeah. Maybe he's into torture, though, and just wants to torture Absolutely. Her. Yeah. But he's, also, he's a, he's a, a maniac. Up but also, but yeah. also, like, I, because I'm telling you, the mill thing just still, I mean, we could probably do an episode on the mill just because no, I don't understand it thing. all. I, I heard nothing. Yeah. Sure, thing. Sure, <laughs> but the mill thing. Are you talking about Catherine Martell? Yes, I am talking about. I'm actually trying to get to that. <laughs> They're trying to get Catherine there. Is like, is she supposed to get there within the hour as well? Does Leo know that? I feel like he doesn't know that. I, I don't think he's part of that. I know. It's plan. So yeah, it, it seems like a different oh, like, scheme. I'm telling you that he's not really clued in on, but it's just convenient. And yeah. he's going to be doing that anyway. Could do a whole separate episode on the I don't think anybody just, else even knows that Shelly's going to be there. I don't understand. No, right. That's, 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 that's Leo, all Leo. That's yeah, that's Leo. Yeah, that's Leo on his own doing this. <laughs> I don't understand, though, the rest of it. It's still very confusing to me. So Shelly's tied up in the mill. It's about to get flamed. <laughs> and uh, actually, actually did get a little bit affected by this next scene. It actually was very sad to me. We've got Nadine in what appears to be a high school dress, mm-hmm. sitting down to a nice dinner of mixed pills, pours herself a glass of water from a bottle of water. This is all after she's finished writing a letter. Yes. Which we assume is a suicide note. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, says goodbye, and that's kind of that scene. Yeah, that was... Uh... It's sort of like unexpected, too, to be honest, because just from what we've seen of her... Uh, I guess it's not necessarily out of character because we've all thought she's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not what... Just another one of the things on this episode where it's just like, oh, this is happening. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of those arcs that's... It's something to keep you coming back next season. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, it's tragic. It's interesting, but it add, it just added just a kind of a whole other layer to that character. Yeah. So she's clearly she's depressed because of the patent not yeah, getting approved runner, for the yeah. drape runners, yeah. which was the biggest deal in the world for her. It fell through, and I'm I'm just not convinced she all the time knows where she is either. So right. clearly her mental state well, she's is. She's been watching too much Invitation of Love. She's been watching a lot of Invitation of Love. There's probably no one in this series that loves it more. Well, maybe Lucy. Lucy but, definitely loves it, but I don't know. I think we got a new fan in Leo. <laughs> <laughs> You're jumping, jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he makes sure not to catch that last bit. <laughs> or not to miss that last bit. I forgot what we were even talking about. Nadine. <laughs> Nadine, yeah. yeah. 
I was just going to say, uh, clearly her mental state is unwell. And this is just rock bottom for her. There's, mm-hmm. in her mind, nothing worse can happen than not being able to accomplish this dream of hers, which has been, what, a month long? If that, not, yeah, well, I guess. I seven how many days have passed? I think it's only like a week or season. so, yeah. I, I really do. I only think it's been like maybe maybe two One weeks. Because week? for a while it seemed like until until maybe this episode, it seemed like each episode was just another day. That's mm. at least how it felt and picked up. It's I like know time works weird in twin week. peaks. I know. Yeah. Yeah, this week's thick. Uh, I mean, I feel yeah, because I feel like someone has broken it down though. It starts with Coop waking up or having morning coffee or Yeah. But I don't or, know. Or if coming that's home saying, to end the day. Yeah. Somebody has definitely laid it out, though, because I've seen where stuff doesn't line up with what the days should be as far as, like, some of the stuff in the books and whatnot with, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this, if it lines up with what was in the show, you know, this should have happened on this day. I can look it up. Yeah, just find out how much time has passed since the inception of the Drake Runner. was killed February 24th, 89. So over a year, because this is May 23rd, 1990. Some dates get get confusing because in Badass Emery Badass's book... In episode six, it describes events up to February 25th when the date at the time should be March 2nd, 89. So it's not a week. That's like a week later. So maybe even, it's... Not even a week later. Is the next scene Hank and Josie? Hank and Josie is the next scene. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty loaded scene. Yeah, and I'm a little twisted up about it because I'm not sure where all the branches of this scheme go. Yeah. Like, who's... In charge of any part of these insurance, murder, or sawmill burning machinations. Yeah. What is happening? I have no idea. But Did Josie kill somebody? I, I think it was after last episode I completely lost any faith in Josie. Yeah, like, I, I, do not, I don't trust her. Yeah, obviously she is a foul person. Yes. Because she is being guilted and reprimanded by Hank, who is himself a filth monster. Yes. And I'm trying to put together, so Andrew died in a quote-unquote boating accident. That was her husband. And he mentions that it was not an accident. Yes. But I don't know alluding. if Hank did it or if Josie did it. I think, I don't. yeah, it was, I, I think Josie did it, but then Hank somehow took, like, like leveraged create, her or created some kind of different um, scheme into where he took the fall for her murder, but his was vehicular homicide. And got a shorter sentence. Yeah. Which he I was only in prison for 18 months. I I feel like they've made it seem like... Yeah, he made it sound like longer. him going to prison was a favor for her. Yeah. He's like, let's say, for instance, somebody goes to jail for something that they definitely did. And it was it was a favor <laughs> to somebody else. But now... It definitely was. Like, now maybe that person might have to go back to jail. Yeah. For 18 more months. I don't... It was. He tries to drop some like oriental philosophy on her. Yes. I I don't know if that's a way to make a connection or to mock her. He's like, here's a little thing I picked up in the clink about appreciating life and mortality and the years you have on this earth. And here it is in money value. Yeah. What's that, $5,000 a month? I would take that. Yeah. That's good. That's good on me. Sure. Like, like, what if my life gets cut short tomorrow? Then what's it worth? Like, I guess nothing, man. Like, your math doesn't gel. No, it does not. (laughs) It's, it's not tracking anymore, man. You had me at Oriental philosophy, but now you're kind of losing me. He said $5,000 $5, a month. Sure, that's great if you're going to live for 30 more years. Like, I don't follow any part of his thought process. Well, you got to be smart with your saving, but yeah, I think that could last you the rest of your life. I think so. You still I, have to work at the 
R and R, Doctor. <laughs> but the man makes one mistake. <laughs> Not to interrupt. This is exactly a week later from when Laura Palmer died. This is exactly a yeah. week. Okay, that's super loaded. That's a packed week. Mm-hmm. Well, so much has happened. How in long this does it week. take Albert to get up there? To fly from Philadelphia or wherever he is. I feel like he was on his way for like two episodes. <laughs> well, maybe he stopped off a couple places. Maybe he had a layover. There you go. There you go. Two day layover. Well, he's been back and he's he's come back twice in that time. He's been he's visited twice, right? Has he? Or was it just one long? I thought day? it was one long oh. stint. Okay. Which apparently was like a day. This scene just took me on a ride because I was under the impression that Josie was being manipulated by Benjamin Horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of information in this scene. <laughs> Again, to add to my confusion about anything involving the mill, <laughs> this, this this was it. Yeah, this monologue that is a real information I couldn't dump. take my eyes off of uh, the antlers behind Hank the whole time. Oh, yeah, his that blocking that, to put the horns right <laughs> on his head. I was just like, what are they trying to frame him as here? Like, I wanted to look up to see if there were any, like, Native American deer demons just because of the lore of, Native the, of the town. Native American deer demons. Just because that, that would be really, that would be interesting. Yeah. Tell us trying to find the scene. I'll go ahead. Because look how it's framed. I mean, it's intentional. A hundred percent intentional. I, did, I didn't even notice that. Oh, it's definitely intentional. I think the easy answer is they're trying to put, like, double horns on him. But it's it's a deer. Yeah, but we already <laughs> know this guy's bad news. I mean, that'd be one thing if you, like... We're doing this early on before we knew. It should have been Josie. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. that would have been real twisted. Yeah, when they reboot the series, they'll do it that way. It could be a reference to the deer woman or deer lady, who is a spirit in various forms of Native American mythology, like a succubus. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I guess I guess Hank is kind of manipulative that way. Maybe he's kind of getting into her head, making her think thoughts. Yeah, he's a he's a little feminine. So Hank is the Deerville. By the end of it, he's basically told Josie that there's another philosophy he picked up about when you get into business someone, you're basically married. Yeah. You're and always in business with that person. Then takes out a knife, cuts both of their thumbs, and makes them blood brothers. So that was like a marriage <laughs> ritual. Yeah. And then he sucks well, in prison, the that means blood off his thumb. Yeah. yeah. But that's, then that's Josie how you like it. rubs it all over her lips, mm-hmm. like not lipstick. wanting to be a part of this. She's like, "Oh, okay. Since we're yeah. we've come this far, I'll yeah. just wanton disregard for bloodborne pathogens. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, go wash that out. Maybe you were it's, just cut by a man <laughs> with a strange knife. He just got out of prison. It's one of the cleanest places you could come from. Listen, they they had an agreement. They Hank, had Hank they had an agreement. More. An agreement is an agreement. Yeah, like marriage. Yeah, like blood sucking. Finger. <laughs> I'm the vampire again. I said I was going to do it last episode and I didn't. Here it is. <laughs>